our Lord. Amen. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, Lord is with you. Blessed are you amongst the women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was now, ever shall be world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So hope you had a great weekend. Uh, so last week, but um, I did get the homework from many people. So thank you for that. I may not have replied to you each individually. I will, but I have seen the homeworks. Thanks a lot, and thanks for putting the time. So let's do a quick recap. Last week we were looking at what? Anybody? What was the key point from last week's session? Promised, promised land, uh, yes. Israel is where was Canaan. Uh -huh. And for uh, for us, uh, they got it through Joshua. And right. for us, the promised land is acquired through Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. It was more about changing the name. Adam chose, uh, Adam changed the name uh, as God created the creation of God. Mm -hmm. Right. That we discussed about the naming. God always calls somebody and gives them a new name. And we understood that name is not just a name, but it's a nature or the purpose of that person in the kingdom of God will be given to them. Abraham, Abraham became Abraham, Saul became Paul, etc. etc. And the other point was very good too, uh, that we saw the shadows. We started understanding the Old Testament is not the boring thing which we thought about, but it is always a shadow of what's going to come. So we saw Moses as a shadow of Jesus. Moses saw the promised land, but he never made it at that time. Jesus was there with the disciples. He delivered us from Egypt to the wilderness, or let's say from the kingdom of darkness to kingdom of light. But it was accomplished by Joshua. Same way Jesus delivered us from the kingdom of darkness, but we are not there yet. But we have we are given Holy Spirit to lead us into that promised land where the kingdom of God, which we are learning about. So, and during this journey from the kingdom of Egypt to the kingdom of Canaan or the shadow, which is the, in reality in our life, in practical application in our life, the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God, we saw that there was many obstacles. It should have taken only seven days journey, but instead it took 40 years. So that was a homework. We need to find out why it took so, so much time. And many people did a good job of finding. So what was the reason? What was the reason why they took 40 years instead of seven days journey? Strongholds. Strongholds were there. Strongholds. Then we saw stronghold is in the shadow in the Old Testament. It was actual fortress built by the enemies like other kingdoms, which prevented their smooth journey from the Egypt to Canaan. So they had to conquer some. They had to pass around some. They had to have peace with them. All, all that was there. But was that the reason why they took 40 years? What was the biggest I, stronghold? I, I think they rebuilt. They rebuilt. They're not having the uh, full trust on the Lord, actually. Exactly. Uh, as, and yeah, so they rebuilt. Uh, and they said that uh, the God told that this generation will never see the promised land. Uh, it would be the new generation will see in that. Right. Let's read uh, Psalm 78. Seventy-eight, eight. Sam, seventy-three, seventy-eight, <clears throat> eighteen. Things that we have heard and known that out of ancestor have told us. Is it this one that they 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 tested they tested yeah. God in their right. heart? They tested God in their heart by demanding the food they they craved. 
they spoke against God, saying, Can God spread a table in the wilderness? Right. So, <clears throat> so we see that they were testing God throughout the journey. The same God who delivered them out of Egypt. The biggest reason why it was so delayed and most of them didn't even make it. We also saw the last session that Joshua was, all, after they entered Canaan, God spoke to Joshua about a rust which is going to come to the kingdom of Israel. So and how St. Paul is saying, if land of Canaan was the promised land, well, that was a land of rest, then God wouldn't have promised another time when we were resting. So that was about the actual kingdom of God. When we are in the kingdom of God, we will be having rest. Yes, new Sabbath day is promised to every one of us. But in our life, there is a very good chance that we will never make it to the kingdom of God, is what we should understand. From the Old Testament, we are learning. Because Jesus himself said, we, you don't understand you don't understand the scriptures and you don't know the power of the God because it's Old Testament. Moses and prophets all talked about me only. So we are focusing more on Old Testament now. From the Old Testament, we are trying to figure out how do we get into the kingdom of God? We saw all that parallels, Jesus, Moses, and Holy Spirit, and Joshua. So we do have Jesus. We do have Holy Spirit with us. But yet, they had Moses, they had Joshua, but they never, most of them, didn't enter the kingdom, promised land. Because of what? Because they were testing God. They didn't trust God. Instead, they were always doubting his existence. They were always doubting, even if after seeing all that miraculous works, the way they were, the Egypts were tortured, how they came out of it, um, how the Red Sea was parted, all that. They kept saying, can God spread a table in the wilderness? They never, ever trusted him. And instead, they were always concerned about what? Earthly needs, food, shelter, water. We learned about the other day, kingdom of God is more priority than the basic, even the basic needs of human, human, like water, shelter, food, clothing, etc. So now let's think about it. I mean, learning about kingdom of God, as, we, as I mentioned always, learning the word of God, learning about all these fantastic revelations is great. But if we don't apply it in our life, if we don't make it practical in our life, we are just fooling ourselves. We kind of have a prideful thinking that, oh, I'm learning things. It seems like I'm getting closer to God. But if we don't practice this, we are away. As if faith without works is dead in itself. Faith itself is built by what? Hearing the word of God. Bible says, reading about the word of God, knowing the word of God, knowing Jesus will build the faith in us. Yes, we are doing that. But if we don't put that into action, Everything we learned, everything we know, that faith which we have obtained is of no use. Same way. So let's make sure the, the biggest obstacle in our journey is not the enemies. That's the point we need to remember. The, the, even the spiritual kingdom, in the spiritual, right now in the charismatic ministry and even other ministries will tell, there is so much demonic attack outside. There is so much deliverance is needed. There is so many enemies around us. Always we will point to something like, oh, that, that's a satanic attack. There is this problem in our life. The moment I looked into the Jesus, the moment I decided to do something, I'm under attack. There's a normal common thing which goes around now. And I really don't believe in it. I don't believe in it. As I mentioned, we should not be glorifying the kingdom of enemy. That is a shattered kingdom. It is a disarmed kingdom. We will learn about it. We need to know who our Jesus is, who our king is and what kind of kingdom we are in, then we understand these the enemies will flee when we step foot in a place. So let, let's change our thinking, start thinking. Remember, we mentioned the, the what battle is happening in our mind. The kingdom of God should come where then? If the battle isn't happening in mind, equated with the Old Testament. They were traveling from Egypt to the promised land and the wilderness was there. The battle, the strongholds, everything was there. And we saw the battle, the new kingdom, the, the kingdom of God should be acquired by us. And 2 Corinthians 4, 4 mentioned the God of this world is fighting in where? Where does he fight? Where's the battle going on? Spiritual war. 
spiritual it is a spiritual battle but where is it happening what is he trying to do what is the enemy's attack plan in our mind? in our uh, in our mind in our mind in our mind so this is where the battle is going on so let's think it's more like we are in a place where in egypt now we have to go into the land of canaan or in other words we have a certain mindset before knowing christ and now we have to reach into a different mindset where the kingdom of god will prevail so this is a practical application if this is true all this external stuff doesn't really matter right anybody know what is a there was this question we asked what is the kingdom of god according to bible there were many definitions does anyone know the scripture where which the, says where the king rules the where king the rules applies correct but in the bible there's a particular verse which is very striking and if the mind is the battlefield mind is where the kingdom should be what should happen in our mind the king should be ruling the mind of each one of us and who is the king christ jesus christ jesus should be ruling in my mind and that's the kingdom of god that's where we should be that's where our target is if we go there and all our saints in our catholic church did they have this kingdom in their mind was christ yes. the king in them they were and look at what they have done did, didn't they show all the kingdom they manifested the kingdom right they casted out devils they healed the sick people they raised pe- uh, dead people they have done many many much more than even jesus did that's why jesus said i am going to father and when then you will be able to do much more than i did because the kingdom has already come and i am exalted so that's what god's promise is we are able to do it and we have people we have a host of saints before in our chapel church among us even now who is able to manifest the kingdom of god and what are we doing we can have we have two choices one find such people and then like the israelites can i have some food can i have some water can i get this one that one and then forget about it can be like the israelites nobody wanted to be joshua and them so that's the common pattern which happens in our current christendom we are looking for people who already know the kingdom of god in certain way and we are trying to get something out of it as if it's not is specifically for a special people god has chosen that's a satan's biggest advantage none of us will be ever reminded that the kingdom of god is for us as it is for raji brother as it for any other anointed preacher as it for any other saints like padre pio we will never equate ourselves with padre pio because we will be like oh he's up there but the same holy spirit padre pio had we have the same jesus padre pio has we have the only difference is he decided to fight this battle and bring the kingdom into his might so that's the entire idea or my wish for all of us in this meeting that by the time we are finished with the kingdom sessions we should be in a position where we start this battle we are already battling slowly we are doing it previous session i asked everyone to map the strongholds in our mind remember this exact the same shadow which we saw last week i asked you to map the strongholds in the wilderness it is the same thing if moses have and joshua has to kill all that kingdom and strongholds and then reach the promised land whatever if you have mapped it already many maybe not have mapped it i cannot control people's mind i can only tell holy spirit only can tell god can only tell and it's up to them each individual whether to take it or not so even that is had decision in mind remember it is that, that's why it's so difficult we are fighting a war so that our mind will reach the kingdom of god and already kingdom of darkness have some roots in our us that's why we were able to map the strongholds every stronghold we have mapped from our mind is a kingdom a small kingdom of darkness stronghold lord of kingdom of darkness stronghold in our mind it, it is unique to each person depression anxiety fear 
some past memories, unforgiveness. Maybe there are many, can keep counting. So there are many in the Old Testament which they managed to conquer and then they entered the conquer land. So what are we going to do with our strongholds should be the, our question. So the kingdom of God is not there with Raji brother. Kingdom of God is not there with saints. Kingdom of God is inside us. Kingdom of God should be in our mind. And then we will be able to bring this kingdom into many people. So are we willing to do that? That's a decision we have to make. We can keep preaching, but if we are not willing to take that commitment and start this mental journey with the help of Joshua or with the help of Holy Spirit, we will never move. We will still be wandering in the desert 40 years, sometimes 60 years, sometimes 70 years, and then we will end up in a coffin. By that time, it's too late. So it's up to all of us. Do I need to enter the kingdom of God? It is all up to us. Don't blame. We cannot blame you. There's no excuse. You'll be standing in front of Lord Jesus Christ, and that day we will be regretting that we didn't do anything in our daily life. Instead, we were calling upon God's name, praying, learning about word, God of, word of God, but never applying it, never changing our mindset, never changing our day-to-day -day life, never changing our priorities. So let's make that commitment today that we will change our life. If we, if we listen to the word of God today, let us do something. And always remember, you won't feel like doing it because we are already under attack in our mind. There will be doubts coming to our mind. I don't know if you remember the first session I mentioned. The sessions will be not be easy because the more and more you learn, there will be so much resistance in our mind. The only reason is because the kingdom of darkness know that you started that journey. You started stepping towards the promised land, the kingdom of God, and it will come back. This is the attack. This is the attack which is going to happen. It will try to make you doubtful. It will bring down all, I mean, all the depression, anxiety, all that stuff will be coming back to like in such an extent that we will lose focus. That's the only attack they can do. And that too, only for a certain time, until you, until you understand, and until you understand the truth, which then you will be set free from every stronghold, and then you will be a true kingdom warrior. You will be the ambassador of Christ. You will be the citizen of heaven. So that's where we are heading. Did everyone make it? I want everyone to be there, but it's all up to each one of us. So let's remember, don't try. So think of this. Always remember this. There are three types of thoughts which comes into our mind. One, our own thoughts, which is very neutral. Like, what should I make tomorrow? What should I make breakfast? Should I just start to office at 7 a.m. or 7 p.m., something like that? It has no big impact in the spiritual world. Okay, those are normal thoughts which can come into our mind. Then second one, there will be thoughts which comes from the kingdom of darkness. And there will be thoughts which will come from the kingdom of God. But all of this spiritual realm is communicating with us through in our mind only. And all thoughts will come into us as if, how do we know the thoughts? We feel like we are speaking into our own mind, right? We speak to ourselves. And all of them looks the same. We feel the same, but you need to discern what is from the kingdom of God and what is from the kingdom of darkness. And then only agree. Do not agree with every thought which comes into your mind. Do not attach an emotion to every thought. The moment a thought comes, you know how scientifically it works, right? It releases certain chemicals, produces certain hormones, but gets a real kind of feeling and emotion, and then you act on it. So if you cut that thought at the root, all this won't happen. So when a doubtful thing comes, oh, what is Brother Joe saying? He says, this doesn't make sense. Maybe I should not do this. I heard it like that. I heard it like this. Don't think that those are your thoughts. Don't think that those are your thoughts. The moment we say, if we when once we start sowing this word of God, the seed, the enemy will also will come. He will have seeds too, of weeds, right? They will. That's a parable of kingdom of God. So always be alert, always be vigilant. Be like a serpent and be humble like a dove. Be like a serpent means think like a serpent. A serpent is Satan. Think like the enemy. What would be his strategy? The moment I feel depressed, I understand, oh, he came. This is his strategy today. He's putting me in the thoughts of anger. He's bringing up the thoughts of depression. He's bringing up the thoughts of 
unhappiness. He is bringing up the thoughts of unforgiveness. He is bringing up the thoughts of doubts and fear and laziness. All are, all those are because he was already having strongholds in our mind, and it's easy to bring up like that. The moment you stop acting on the thoughts immediately, regardless of what thought it is, learn this pattern. Never immediately jump on any thought. Just take a second. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So submit to God every thought first, even if it's our own thought. Every thought which comes to our mind, you should have a Christ filter. Let it pass it through that. If it is from the kingdom of God, let it go. Take it and act on it. But if it's from the kingdom of darkness, then say that I don't want this thought, whatever entity or wherever, whichever stronghold brought this thought into my mind, I'm casting it out in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. I'm no longer agreeing with this thought pattern. I'm no longer agreeing with depression. I'm no longer agreeing with this unforgiveness. I'm no longer agreeing with this doubtful nature of mind. And I am a new creation in Christ. I command and I cease to think like this. You do that. And that's how you fight the war. That's how you fight the war. The war has to be here. So let's start this fight. Let's, until today, we were spectators. We were listening to this wonderful story. But now we understand this battle is going on in our mind. Are we going to partake? Are we going to be with Joshua? Or are we going to be like those Israelites who said, I really doubt if God can do this. I'm hungry. He's not providing anything. We can rebel. It's a choice. We can wait for Jesus Christ. He didn't come down from the mountain yet. I'm praying. I was, he, Moses went to the mountain and he was with God for so many days. Eventually he said, you know, Aaron, I don't think this is going to work. Give us a God to worship. And they made a calf, golden calf, and started worshiping. We can be like that too. We were waiting on Jesus. Nothing happened. So I think no, there's no Jesus. We can be like that. It's all choices. Let's decide who we want to work with. If we want to work with Holy Spirit, let's change our mindset. Spend time. We have built this mind up. I mean, how many, 40, 50, 35, 20 years we have lived in this world. It took that much time to build this mindset. So do not think a miracle. Tomorrow I'll be in kingdom of God. It is going to happen. But be persevere. We had to persevere and we had to make decision and work with God. Okay, I don't think I'll cover everything I wanted to say. The, all the stuff which is coming out of my mouth, I think Holy Spirit wants us to be a little more serious. He wants us to be a little bit more prepared. That's why he's exhorting us. My daughter, my son, this is the time of war. Let us be more prepared. Be get ready for the war. Don't be lukewarm. Don't be lukewarm. So let's go back to Ezekiel, sorry, Exodus 17, chapter 17, 8 to 16. This is one of the strongholds and how they conquered it. So let's look at that. Exodus 17, 8 to 16. Uh, now Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said to Joshua, choose us some men and go out. Fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses, hands became heavy. So they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. And Aaron and her supported his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the hedge of the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this for a memorial in the book and recount it in the hearing of Joshua that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called its name, the Lord is my banner. 
for he said, because the Lord has won, the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. So this is about, the. I think this is the first fight they are having. Amalek. Amalek is a nomad tribe which used to be there. So they will attack or like a guerrilla warfare kind of stuff. They came and attacked Israel straight away. So what was the pattern of attack? So remember, this is all kingdom warrior training. The Holy Spirit is going to teach us how to warfare about the strongholds which we already identified. This is one pattern which is a which will teach us a lot of wisdom. So how did Israel win this battle? What do you think after we're reading that? Did they fight? They did, right? Joshua and all other Israelites were literally physically fighting okay. with their weapons. They did fight. But what was the reason of the victory? Jesus. Faith. Hmm? Faith. No, what actually happened? What did Moses do? God helped Moses. God is in my hand. God is with me. Right, but what did Moses do exactly? He yeah, always he, remember Moses' battle, right? He, so he went to the that. mountain and right. uh, he, he held up his hand. hand. He yes. went to a mountain, which yeah. means he's on the top, he can see what's going on. He's in the way above. And then he held his road up towards the God. And then he started praying. Yeah. Right. The moment his hand came down, what happened? They were they were defeated. They were they were they were getting defeated, right? Yeah. The moment the, the hand went up, they were, they were getting they were victorious. victorious. So, in reality, who won the battle? God. Is it Joshua God. fighting or is it Moses lifting the hand? God. God's right. That's why they came back and said, "I'm calling God with a new name, Nissi. He's our banner. God is our banner." Or a flag banner, right? Why did he? They call it at that time during the king during the battle. The soldiers will be carrying the flag. Under this flag, we are fighting. Or the, under this banner, we are fighting. So here they are saying, "God is our banner, Jehovah Nissi." And then why? Because God said, "The Lord has sown that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation." Why need to generation and generation? They just defeated them. So remember, this is spiritual warfare. Even now, when we see Amalek, never identified with the physical kingdom. It, is, it was a physical kingdom at that point, but the reality, it's a shadow. It's a heavenly spiritual stronghold. What did God said to Moses just before that? I will wipe out his memory from where? The earth? No, under heaven. So every... Stronghold. This is spiritual. This is a shadow of a spiritual stronghold. So in our life, whatever we saw right now, our depression, our doubts, our suicidal tendency, our past fears, these are held where? In heavens. These are spiritual stronghold. The battle is in spiritual nature. So we should we fight? Yeah, we should fight. How do we fight? We should control our thoughts and minds. But who will give us the victory? There are 12 steps, alcoholic rescue programs, right? There are many motivational things out there in the world, which always self-help. Maybe we can go to um, fellowships where like-minded or like-minded suffering people come together and they try the worldly ways to conquer it. But will they really conquer it? I really doubt it. I've been dealing with a lot of alcoholic people. And eventually when the circumstances are right or when they have another kind of trauma they will eventually end up go back to the same thing because that stronghold is not destroyed the symptoms can be nullified but if the stronghold is not destroyed in the spiritual realm we will not go forward to the kingdom of god and how should we do this if moses was the shadow of jesus right moses was the shadow of jesus yes. so in our time today, when I'm here, when we have all the stronghold, who should be lifting his hand and staying like that? If Moses did that, Jesus is he really doing it? What did he ever think about it? 
what was jesus what is jesus doing after ascending is it done is it resting no 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 he's still in the midst of us yeah so this is one important thing you always remember coming to world and getting crucified and dying and as resurrection and after that ascending is was the first part of his ministry only the first part of his ministry he was a priest right he was a priest according to the order of melchizedek again we will see the old testament aaron was a shadow of jesus christ the priest if you read hebrews you will learn that you have a high priest who is exalted he is above and beyond aaron he is a I mean, it's a completely different topic but anyway just remember this he was a priest a priest responsibility is twofold one he has to do that atonement basically atonement means he has to give a sacrifice for the sins of the people and then he has to intercede to god he has to take that atonement to the holy of holies and present it to god and intercede for the people there are two things so if jesus is the priest what was the atonement what was the sacrifice He gave up his life. He himself, right? He himself, yeah. He yeah. himself sacrificed. He came down in the in the earth and had a human body, and then he sacrificed his own human body. So the sacrifice is made. Then what happened? What's the second priestly task? He has to take the sacrifice to whom? To the host, holy of holies, or the most high, to the God, the Father, and then he has to intercede. correct to the god that i have taken over the sin i have this is the sacrifice i have given to them so he is no longer a sinner he doesn't need to be judged he is righteous now because of the sacrifice so he is doing that second ministry right now in the heavenly realms if i am making up the story let's read hebrew 725 hebrew 725 Somebody else take yeah I will do one one John two one. Hebrews is it Hebrews seven twenty five? Hebrews seven twenty five. Consequently, he is able for all time to save those who approach God through him. We can't hear you well. You can't hear. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Yep. consequently he is able for all time to save those who approach god through him since he always lives to make intercession for them when he says he is jesus christ he is able to intercede for everyone who is coming to god father he is he lives to do that he lives to do intercession he lives in the heavenly realms he is at the right hand of the father which means he doesn't seem like he's not going to have a chair and sit there don't think like that he is in the presence of god the father but what is he doing every single minute every single nanoseconds i shouldn't say that because it's eternity there's no time but continuously is doing this interceding interceding for me and you that's what jesus is doing just like moses was doing moses was a human being he was imperfect he couldn't hold his hand up all the time he had all that imperfection but we have a perfect priest interceding for on our behalf every single second of our life that we are righteous we are victorious and what should happen we will always win right yes should we always win in our battle against a stronghold we, we will and we should but on the second that's what happening in the heavenly realm on the mountain top up high but what's happening in the valley in earthly realm we should be fighting with the sword we should be fighting with the word of god and other weapons against the stronghold satan has already put in his mind did we ever fight the stronghold until today in our lives jesus is making the intercession he is ready he is ready he is for our fight he is already our remember all this stronghold god already has delivered like god already spoke the word and it is already done right that's why joshua and caleb came back and said god already proclaimed it he prophesied and he has given the word let's just go and do it 
the same attitude we should have, but we the problem is enemy will make us he will convict us that this is a battle which we cannot win. We won't even think about fighting this battle. We will already we are already attached to it. We are saying, oh, this is my stronghold. It is not our stronghold. It is a Satan's stronghold. It doesn't belong to us. Never identify with the depression. Never identify with your doubtful nature. Never identify with your fearful. Somebody sometimes we say, I'm so fearful. That already you are agreeing. Never agree with these things. I am more than a conqueror, Bible says. That's our real identity. I received a spirit of courage, not of a fear. So that's the truth. Enemy will tell a lie, and the moment you agree with it, it becomes your nature. What you call will become your nature. You are calling yourself fear, the name. The name, I am a fearful guy. Yes, that becomes your nature. Then that's how you, that's this authority, you're transferring the authority by the word of that power, the power of that word which we speak, every single word which, we, which comes out of my mouth as authority, has power to do either destruction or freedom, liberty. The word of God will tell us the truth. The moment we agree with that and stop agreeing with what is in our mind, the Satan's put stronghold, then the first victory is done. Then that's how you fight the battle. Start fighting the battle. We will learn more how to fight this battle. But are we ready to fight this battle? On a daily basis, this is a battle which is going to be fought until our last breath in here. And the moment that we pass into eternity, then it's fine. Then we become intercessors for others, other people here. That's why St. Paul is saying, Peter is saying, I wish I could just go, but I'm staying here for your own sake so that I can still bring you into Christ. So this is so real. This is the most important. I wonder why we don't learn all the stuff in our CCD. I came out of CCD on uh, not just me, everyone comes out after 12 years of learning. We don't even know the basics. Satan has infiltrated our church into such depths that nobody knows what to do. Not even the church has sometimes I feel like. So don't be discouraged by looking at all oh, that. This is the time when the, the enemy is so strong and he, is, he knows his time is almost over. He's crouching like a lion trying to devour everyone who can. But we are being trained by Holy Spirit to be a warrior for such a time as this. We are born into such a time so that we can bring the glory of God into the midst of this chaos. chaos. And we are called. So remember, Jesus is with us. He's always interesting. Now read 1 John 2, 1 again. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. So we have an advocate, his advocate. And what does an advocate do? He's always advocate on our behalf. He will say that this guy hasn't done anything. This is the this is the evidence. These are the documents. See, I already did this on the cross. So he is continuously ready to advocate. We just need to approach him boldly. That's why we need. So when we wake up, enemy will tell you, look at you. You did this study. You think you can conquer me? All the stuff you are reading, it's just, it's just not for you. It's all made up stories. You are weak. You are a sinner. You are not worthy. Look at you. You are so frail in your health. You are so old. You didn't do all this. Remember the things you did? You didn't even care about your parents? Or oh, you have cancer? You have this problem? You think you can win one? These are the lies which Satan will tell us. So that moment, you should remember, the word of God will tell us that we have an advocate, remember. We have an advocate he, who is telling us that you are more than a conqueror. You are my beloved child. I have redeemed you. Your sickness I cured in my wounds. I took all that. All the curses which was coming upon you because of you broke the laws. But I took it. You are free now. You are not condemned. You are free of guilt. Don't take that guilt. Guilt is not from God. Conviction is from God. Guilt is from Satan. So this is all in mind. Remember the guilt, the conviction, the faith, the love, the patience. You name it, it's all in the mind. And that's where the war is. So whoever have a sound mind which is held by Holy Spirit will win the war.
and it is going to be interesting. So now let's read a little bit more. I wish I had more time. We only have 10 more minutes. Um, we can also note down these verses. We don't need to read it. Romans 8, chapter 8, 26 to 27, talks about the intercession of blood of, life, blood of Christ. Romans 8, 34. I'll also give this to Varina Chichi so she can send it to you. These are all talks about how Holy Spirit is interceding. There's another verse, right? Holy Spirit is also interceding for us because we don't know how to pray. He's with loud groans. He's interceding for the faithful. So we have the Godhead themselves praying for us all the time. Continues. Even whenever we are sleeping. Are we, are we realizing it? If we know, and we are asking Jesus, Jesus, please help me. Just such a stupid thing. He himself is praying for us. And now we have to, we, we act as if he is just sleeping. He's sleeping and he is minding somebody else's business. Maybe he's watching Netflix. And then we have to like, hello, Jesus. Remember me? I'm Joe. I have these issues, you know. Please, please, can you please spend some time to deal with this? It's more like going to Brother Reggie or any other anointed people. If we get him on the call, keep calling him, keep calling him, maybe he'll pick up. He's a normal human being, so he cannot have that omnipotent capability. But we have Jesus Christ, who is always, is not watching Netflix. He's not doing anything other than interceding for this sinner Joe, for all the bad stuff I'm doing every day beyond before the Father because he loves me. And he wants me to be in the kingdom of God. That's only his business. He did the father's business while he was here. Now he's doing our business when he is there. If we get at least that point, we will have such a freedom. We will see Jesus with our different eyes. Because he is our Jesus. He wants my best. And I don't even need to remind him what I need or what my family needs. That's because I don't know who Jesus is. Because that's because I... I don't realize his love, what his character is. I think he's a distant God with whom needs to be reminded of me and my family and my affairs. That's why Jesus said, you don't even understand me. Look at the birds, look in the fields. They don't really worry about tomorrow. How much more precious are you for me? I will take care of your tomorrow. I am there in your tomorrow. Don't worry about your tomorrow. Whatever happens, Moses had no clue when he set out. He has to go through Red Sea. He has to go through all the strongholds. He just went. And throughout, he didn't know that, okay, this is when you have next day. There was no prophetic anointed brother there to tell them about the future. That this is going to happen in two years. Now you'll be, nothing was there. They just go day by day. And that's the biggest, that's a beautiful way to live. Just go by day by day, trusting God. The battles will come, the storm will come, the Red Sea will come, Jordan will come, Amalek will come, but we know that we have our high priest interceding for us and nothing can stop us. We just need to keep fighting. And uh, we know because we, we are not we're going to win because of our capability. We just need to fight. We will see how to fight later in the session, but just know that our victory is God's will. Everything in our life will be victorious. We should not be going through sickness. We should not be having troubles in our That's the will of God. Don't think that oh, God gave me the suffering and I had to suffer. It's not God's will to suffer. He suffered so that I won't suffer. He's, he took my sickness so that I will not have sickness. And yet, sometimes we keep saying an excuse. Satan puts this lie in many people's minds saying, oh, I'm suffering because I'm seeking God. I'm like Job. We are not like Job. Job was righteous. Are we righteous? Yeah, there are saints who willingly took that kind of pain, but we are not saints yet. Yeah, once you reach that state, yes, God may in his will willingly share the, his suffering. But it's just not for our mere human race. We are setting out in this journey to think like that. It's an enemy's lie. So start fighting against every single stronghold. Never agree with the sickness in our body. Never agree with our age that you are too old. Abraham was 100 years old when he started. Moses was 80 years old. And when he died, it's, it's written that his, he was young, very young. His body wasn't even 
didn't even look like 140 years. In fact, Abraham and Sarah was restored to his younger years. That's the only reason why the king was attracted in Sarah. How would a king attract attracted to a 100-year-old woman? There are many spiritual things in the Bible. Without, with God, everything is possible. So let's not worry about all that. We have this great intercessor, just like Moses, every single minute interceding for us in our victory. Not just in sickness and weaknesses, but also in our exams, also in our day-to-day -day life, also in our job, also in our mindset, in our family, in our kids. Every, every single chores, even like cooking food, he wants our food to taste good. When you make something in the kitchen, he wants us to make the best out of it. I don't know if you ever tried, but you should try praying while cooking. You will see amazing results. I try. I'm not a good cook, but my dishes come so good. Some people have that inbuilt blessing. So, you know, like back in India, in Kerala, we say, if somebody is cooking, somebody is making the dough, it will be really good. But if the same thing somebody else do, it's more like, nah, nah. So they're like, oh, she's a blessed cook. She are like a blessing in her hands kind of stuff. But that, yeah, it is true. It is a natural blessing she got. But this the same natural blessing is available in Christ. Next time when you cook or when, when you do something else, try bringing Christ into whatever you're doing. Do it everything for the glory of God and you will see wonders. The same husband who was shouting at you for the bad food, next day will be like, where did you buy this from? Right? So... Did you order it from the hotel? So that's a small, small thing. You should, we should enjoy life. We should not be like sitting in a corner and praying rosary and all the time as if like we are guru or sannyasi. No, don't, do, don't be like that. God wants us to enjoy the small moments. He wants us to play with our kids. We want to have the silly, silly things of life, right? That, that's, a, that, that's how Jesus was when he lived here. And that's what he wants. He doesn't want to take the fun out of life. So don't turn into somebody like that. I have seen many spiritual gurus turned into somebody who cannot relate. Don't be like that. We need to be the best wife, best husband, best, best daughter, best professional, best doc, doctor, whatever it is, we should be best, 100%. And God is with us for, to do that. So intercession means pleading on behalf of another person. Jesus is pleading on behalf of all those who have put their trust in him for their salvation. So that's a key point today. We have this High priest always doing this. Uh, Hebrews 7.24 talks about how he is a priest and he holds the priesthood forever. Forever means always until he comes back. He is still going to intercede. So don't worry about what you did. Even if you can't. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why Varina Chishi is calling me. Hold on. Okay, can somebody try here? I don't know why I got a call from her. Still, brother, can you please call her? Yeah, 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 sure. Let's continue. All right, so there's one more thing we, I just want to touch base. Do you know there was an angel who was with Moses and Israelites when they came from Egypt? Anybody read about that? There was this angel. Ever heard about an angel during the partition of the Red Sea? He went before. Right. So he's an interesting character. So this, this week's homework is about this. Find all the angel of angels assistance and mentions of angels during this wilderness okay i'll, I'll do it one we'll read about i will discuss about him next week since i took a lot of time let's read quickly exodus 23 20 to 26 exodus 23 chapter 23 verses 20 to 26 this is where it gets interesting Behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in the way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared. Beware of him. Hold on. 
So here God is saying, I'm going to send an angel ahead of you. Okay, not with you, but ahead of you. One, the reason why he's sending is one, to protect, to guard you along the way in the wilderness, in the journey to the promised land. And he will bring to you the place I have prepared, which means the kingdom of God or the land of Canaan. He will bring it. Okay, not God, but this angel will bring them into the promised land. Okay, protection and he will go ahead of us. Third, he will make sure that we are in the kingdom of God. Okay, three things. That's the purpose. Keep reading. Beware of him and obey his voice. Do not provoke him, for he will not pardon your transgressions. For my name is in him. Okay. So one, you have to obey this angel. Okay. So now related to, when I speak in from the Old Testament, I always try to relate it to the New Testament. In our own life, in our own mind, we have to go from our strongholds to the kingdom of God, where king is reigning in our, Jesus is reigning in our mind. So in this journey, we have an angel. And these are the characteristics. He will guard me in that. And he will also take me into the kingdom of God. But these are the conditions. I need to obey him first. Okay. And do not rebel against him. Because then he will not forgive my transgressions. Do you, do you strike something there? He, this angel can forgive the sins. Because my name is in him. Can an angel forgive a sin? In the New Testament, when Jesus for, for trying to forgive, I'm forgiving you. Like they ask, who are you to forgive sin? Only God can forgive sin. Yes. So who can forgive sin? God. God. Now you see this angel. Who is this angel? Don't think that every, every mention of angel is angelic beings. The angel of the Lord in the Old Testament is the one key thing I always remember. Angel of the Lord in the Old Testament is Jesus himself or God himself. Okay. Because my name is in him. Jesus himself said, I come in the name of my father. Right? Yes. Okay. So now read. But if you indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. For my angel will go before you and bring you into the Amorites Amorites and the Itites and Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Evites and the Jebusites and I will cut them off. You shall not bow down to their gods nor serve them nor do according to their works but you shall utterly overthrow them and completely break down their sacred pillars. So you shall sorry so you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. Amen. I will see that's a great promise, right? Jesus, now let us read like. Jesus will go ahead of us. Okay, The battle which we are going to fight, which we want to get in the kingdom of God. Who is going to fight it? Not us. This is a promise Jesus is giving to our group, each one of us. If you are into the battle, if you decide to get into the kingdom of God, I am God Father is saying, I'm sending an angel, my own son, before you, ahead of you. He will protect you. First of all, he will protect you. In this battle, he will be unhand. So now you think about that. Can demons attack us when Jesus is protecting us? He will, they will flee, right? First of all. So break that mindset that we are always being attacked. Then he will make sure that you are in the kingdom of God. We will have eternity and even in kingdom of God here. But the, there are certain conditions to, to work for this to work. Yeah, we are believing in Jesus, guys. We know Jesus was with us, but why is not working? Because pay attention to him, obey his words. Otherwise, he will not be able to take out our sins. So we should not be in a sinful state. Otherwise, Jesus won't be able to make this happen. So that's a key first point. We have to be holy. How can I be holy? That's a good question. 
we will deal with that later but this is a condition condition number 1 we had to be holy second we have jesus christ he will guard me, guard me he will make sure i am in the kingdom i will reach the kingdom of god then he is saying if you do all that i will be an enemy to your enemy i will oppose those who oppose you is not just in the mental realm it also will happen in the earthly realm everything we struggle against always remember our battle is not against flesh and blood we are mostly focused on the mind our own mind but always remember the same strongholds are in the other persons mind our managers mind too so when we start stepping into the kingdom of god they will use other people's mind to provoke them to do something again say words or bring up some actions which will torture us or try to get this focus out of christ and out of this kingdom warrior mindset so do expect all that but all that jesus will stand against them he will be their enemy he will be opposing them not us we just need to rest it's a very beautiful journey once we figure this out but we only have one minute to figure out anyway so keep reading that and then he says uh, angel will go ahead and with you and bring you into the land of he will he is not going to skip any of this he will right away march into amorites citadites perisites canaanites hevites and jebusites every stronghold i mean change that all into depression anxiety whatever you have he will march into it holding your hand and then he will destroy it he will destroy into such an extent that their remembrance it will be like if you are an addict to something you can't even remember how what were i doing like i don't even have this nature the alcohol will be in front of you like what happened to me i don't even feel like drinking it or you are depressed guys now is like what were i what was i doing at that point i don't even know why i was like that there will be completely different nature anyone who is in christ is a new creation that's if it never existed you will utterly destroy it will never come back they will not be able to put back the strongholds the manual the uh, the 12 step program all that is just like suppressing the symptoms it will come back the stronghold will be there but there is also more warning when this strongholds are there when you are going against it never identify with it never worship them never follow their practices and start stop thinking that i am a f- failure stop thinking that i am a fearful guy stop thinking that i have depression and every people every doctor everything sickness everything start saying that i am not that person anymore i am not having all the thoughts i don't want to agree that's the first step never worship it never agree with it so that's our journey we are starting uh, getting a little more serious now and next week we will see how to fatal it more battle it more so let's wind up the session father we are thanking you for all the wonderful revelations and the word of god you have shared at this we want to get into the kingdom of god and thank you for sending jesus christ for saving us from the kingdom of darkness and giving us this great promise of moving into the kingdom of god thank you for making him our high priest that he will always intercede for us he is always in advocating for our own transgressions and as we learn and understand your framework and your war, war plan and the blueprint how to get from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of god you're asking your assistance father that you send down your angels around all of us protect us in this battle send michael archangel come and defend us with your angelic armies wherever we go because we have started this war we are pleading the blood of lord jesus christ on each and every family and everything which belongs to us our jobs our financial matters our own kids our family our vehicles our buildings our homes our businesses whatever it is related to us we are pleading and pleading it with the blood of lord jesus christ and i rebuke every enemy which is trying to attack them i command every single spirit of infirmity to leave their body right now every unholy spirits and every unclean spirits which is residing in their mind giving them doubtful thoughts i rebuke you i come unto you the name of lord jesus christ and i cast you out from their mind never come back leave them because they belong to lord jesus christ jesus paid the price already every mind blinding spirit out from them right now out from us right now 
Mother Mary and all the saints, please intercede for us so that we will know and understand and be strong and courageous in our Lord Jesus Christ as we fight the good battle of our kingdom. Everything we ask in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. See you all on next uh, Sunday. Yes. 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 Yes